0: You are listening to Big Trouble in a Little Podcast, and here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. And welcome to another fucking Halloween special where we're going to watch some spoopy uh, movies. And the first movie is Videodrome, which was Zach's pick. Uh, We have two more picks, one Andy and one mine. But we are talking about Videodrome tonight. And also we're doing a double feature because we all did see Joker. So we have a lot to say about that. But before we get into that... Andy, Zach, what the hell have you been watching? Just Joker, that's all. Zach.
1: <clears throat> Joker and wrestling, again. Besides Videodrome.
2: Oh, yeah, man. we all saw Videodrome, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. But I, I want someone to turn up for the show sometime, but oh, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it this week, I was going to wing it.
0: <laughs> uh, I saw Joker, uh, the show Blacklist uh, with James Spader. Uh, wrestling, uh, and ancient aliens. That's Gag. Not- <laughs> Just documentary about aliens and shit. I don't know. I've been on a really, really big documentary spree, so I don't know why that's happening. You watch The Thin Blue Line? Not yet. You bitch. I told you
1: last week to watch it. I d- First it was Ted, Ted Bundy documentaries. Now it's alien documentaries. <laughs>
2: what the hell? Alien <laughs> Aliens is not a documentary, you putzes.
1: Sure, it is. It's a docu, quasi docu series.
0: And it has that guy with the crazy hair that goes, Aliens. He's a meme. Yes, he is. I see we have an Adam in the chat. He says, But does it have a crystal skull? I have no idea. Hello, Adam. The Mitchell Hedges skull. Right. So we're pretty uh, not eventful in the watching the movie department because mo- all of us are busy and Zach likes wrestling so that's all he watches. Just like me. I like w- watching wrestling too. Um, but let's get into it. Video Drum starring James Spader. I mean not James Bader, Wood. James (laughs)
1: Woods,
0: (laughs) Jim Spader. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Here's the thing when I looked at the uh, box art, I was kind of like, All right, it has that 80s feel to it. Is it the the blue one? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: I was like, And it had kind of like a zombie. He he was like walking like a zombie. So I'm like, Is it going to be some type of mind control zombie? I mean, technically, technically, yes, it was, but... I mean, not not technically. He he gets controlled. Yeah. You're
1: pretty much right.
0: (laughs) I was just like, but it took a real, like, quick turn on that shit, because I was like, wow, there's James Wood. Oh, there's torture porn. Okay, what is going on here? This movie takes a lot of twists and turns.
2: Um, I don't, I just this might fall flat on its face, but the first time I saw this movie, I thought something about it and I liked it a lot. But this time, I noticed something without looking. If you guys are on the IMDb page, look away without looking. How long do you think this movie is?
1: I know how long it is, it's 89 minutes. Eh, Well, you already knew that,
0: and uh, Zach already told me
1: it says so on the disc. I put, I I looked at the disc and it said 89 minutes. I'm like, awesome, (laughs) I threw it in,
0: yeah. Yeah, and uh, I just noticed that I didn't introduce all of us, so my bad. We're already in this What's fucking it? episode. You know us already. goddammit! it! You We're... already know that. <laughs> but if you're new, we got Joe Dubs, Zach, and Andy. But let's get back right into the video, Jerome. Um, I don't. It. What? Well, first of all, why does he keep on calling him Patron? Because it's cool. Yeah, it's a russian word i can't remember
2: and uh, i
1: thought patron was a was a spanish word
2: um i don't know the actor is russian so i just assumed
1: yeah but he played an american
2: um
0: (laughs) so uh, i want to know the director of this film is uh, david cronenberg and i personally me i don't know him but uh i've seen he worked on the fly didn't know that um didn't didn't know he did eastern promises and uh
2: cronenberg is the most famous director that no one has heard of like everyone everyone is aware of something cronenberg has done he made scanners you know the head exploding gif that everyone's seen um he, Fly. you know, he made the Fly, the remake of the Fly, rather with, uh, with, with Goldblum in it, and um, History of Violence, and all kinds of stuff, and, you know, it's almost impossible if you have gone your whole life without running into something he's created. But a lot of people don't put all the pieces together.
0: More recently, also, there's a big Rick and Morty joke that revolves around his name. Why is Rick and Morty always involved in everything?
1: Because it's made by a bunch of nerds.
0: i guess so i mean it's just it's true (laughs) (laughs) because everything like everything in society there's always something with rick and morty and i don't know if it bothers me or or i'm impressed (laughs) i am annoyed and impressed at the same time (laughs) hey (laughs) possible um but anyway it, to me it feels like a john carpenter kind of feel to it a little bit on how the uh... yeah, a lot
2: of his movies have that feel like i've always compared um movies feel like carpenter's movies but he was on absinthe the whole time he was directing it or something like it's just it's like an extra extra cellophane layer of crazy on it
1: yeah they're like contemporaries cuz that's that's around when carpenter was getting hot too like they both started yeah. directing in the 70s it looks like And then it seems like they kind of hit their stride with like one movie in the late seventies. Carpenter, it was Assault on Precinct Thirteen. For Cronenberg, it was uh, The Brood. And
0: also a great movie. uh, Yeah. And then it's like great stable, by the way. Sorry. Yes.
1: (laughs) Then they hit. Then they both kind of hit their stride in the eighties, and they were both kind of putting movies out that was like, whoa, whoa. I mean, apparently Cronenberg put out two movies in the same year. I was looking at his this his filmography and it was like Videodrome and uh oh hell that movie that has Christopher Walken in it. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it now.
0: The, the Prophecy? Uh,
1: no. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: No, God damn thought I, I th- thought you guys would know this. <laughs> now I got go, whatever.
0: <laughs> what, year? Uh, what year? What year? 83. 83. The Dead Zone.
1: Yeah, The Dead Zone. Okay. The
0: Dragon <laughs> what movie? No, Dragon Ball. No, sorry. Huh? Uh, that's the name of a Dragon Ball
2: movie. No,
0: no. sorry. My My Christopher Walken is kind of like autistic. Like if you name the year, I most likely know some of his movies. I I won't say all of his movies, but some of it. <laughs> okay. Doug Did you Did you like this movie? Yes or no? <laughs> I liked it. It just okay, it, yeah. it was just fucking. It was like an acid trip. The whole movie, like th- there was times where I was like, "Is this real? Is- why is there a vagina in his stomach?" Um. Uh, again with that guy with the patron, he was really weird. Why? Why did those two guys do a heel turn? Uh, are-, are they brainwashing people? Is this the Manchurian candidate? Like it-, it had very similar similarities to the Manchurian candidate, the old one, not the the one with Denzel Washington. Where he's, you know, he's controlled. He, you know, he shoots the bad guys at the end. Yeah, and then he yeah. Yeah, we
2: all know. I mean, we know the plot of the Manchurian Candidate, but I mean, in this, he's literally controlled into killing people. Mm-hmm. They, they want to play something for him,
0: and it feels like a, they're trying to say like technology. Some of it could be good, but majority of it could be bad, and you know. Him killing people and getting like brainwashed by TV could make killers. Did it? Did it? Were they trying to portray that in any way? Maybe I don't know. I,
2: I think the the movie's more about um, violence. Uh, people getting desensitized to violence through media and
0: porn.
1: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> but yeah porn, porn nah, I
1: don't know. From what I, from what I read about uh, Cronenberg, it didn't really seem like he had. He was. Trying to thump an agenda like that, per se. And,
2: I mean, the, the movie has themes, but no more... Of the, well, of course it has themes. That's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> the movie has an agenda insofar only that it would be um, just something on the subconscious level of the writer and director.
1: Yeah, because... Uh, I had read a thing where apparently this, the, this whole movie was from an idea, like memories he used to have where when he was a kid, he would uh, pick up t- TV stations after hours, apparently Canadian TV stations would go off the air earlier or something. He'd pick up uh, TV stations in Buffalo, New York and he was always like, he had this weird sense of dread that he would be afraid he'd pick up something he wasn't supposed to see or whatever. <laughs> it was all based off of that for him.
2: That's interesting. The, uh, the premise of um, what, what's the name of the studio he works for? City something. Civic something. So wh- whatever. It's um, it's loosely based on a real life Toronto TV station that more or less did what they were doing in the in the movie. They would buy. They would show like softcore porn at night and stuff like that. And people were like, "Oh, you're degrading society." Blah blah blah. And that <laughs> that that was part of what inspired the the framework for the movie. The fact that he works at this place and that's what they're doing is they're buying. Weird Asian porn showing it in the middle of the night.
0: Uh, what was the virtually <laughs> the, the thing that was on James Wood's head that like looked like a video game when they put it on his head?
2: Uh, that was to record his hallucination.
0: Yeah,
1: he
2: was wanting to record
1: his hallucinations. According to him, it would be so like they could help figure out, like, well, you've lasted longer
2: than anybody so far, you know interesting piece of trivia about this movie uh, in that scene David Cronenberg had to body double James Woods because James Woods was scared was scared that thing would electrocute him so Cronenberg <laughs> was like oh give me that helmet you pussy I'll do it and so he did it <laughs> that's funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man uh, I, I really don't know what to say about this uh, besides I was just weirded out but like in a good way uh, yeah because i movies because i wanted to know where it was going and you brought up (laughs) i didn't even notice uh, i i noticed that it it looked she looked familiar uh, but she's the lead singer of fucking blondie
1: (laughs) yeah debbie harry i was like i didn't didn't realize realize that i i was i just thought it was like who's that and i went to look her up and i'm like that's her (laughs) like
2: i had no idea that's bizarre she wasn't in the movie enough i thought like she goes away and that's that's a plot point it's like well she disappeared what happened to her she didn't really go on assignment she went on vacation where'd she go did they kill her Mm -hmm. but you know i i liked her i thought she was good in the movie
1: apparently she has a whole side career as an actress
0: well that's another thing because you know what was hallucination and what wasn't uh I was thinking that maybe she she herself might be a hallucination, but she was on that interview where she had yellow teeth. <laughs> it was so fucking obvious. Or maybe it was just the camera or something. Did you guys see the yellow teeth?
1: I didn't. Even, I didn't fucking notice that. No, I
0: didn't <laughs> pick up anything like that. Why do I always pick up the weird shit?
1: Because you hate women,
2: Dubs. Oh fuck!
0: <laughs> this, is, this is the first time he's picked up on teeth stuff.
2: Teeth stuff. You have no, a teeth. I'm serious. Thing. There's a, there's another episode. I can't remember which one it is. Someone will someone will clue me in. I hope. Where he focuses on, I think it's an actress too. Then for, <laughs> teeth for some reason, like Dubs, do you have like a mouth fetish or something? Or <laughs> mouth.
0: Finish. Maybe I'll stick a fucking video, a beta tape, in their fucking mouth.
1: There needs to be – hopefully there's a Cronenberg movie where there's, like, mouth body horror shit so dubs can see it. Maybe. There's a lot of <laughs> body horror Cronenberg movies. That's that's kind of his thing. That's his signature yeah. thing.
2: He's the king of body horror.
1: <laughs> the Baron of Blood, as he's known.
0: And then Blondie was, like, mostly in uh, the TV, like, majority of the movie. What was the – the symbol of that, too, was weird. Like, when he was whipping the TV – like there was a lot of symbolism that just oh, like yeah, I like the scene. What, what?
2: I like that scene. That's I don't know, it's cool. I like I like artsy
0: stupid crap like that. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, what was it symbolizing? Was it was he really whipping her or was that all in his head? What do you what do you think of that? Um I feel like that's his d- desire and when it, Cause here's the the messed up part when that guy, I'm always gonna call him the patron guy, when the guy came over with the the pitch uh, the camera, and then she was gone. I was then when you find out that they're bad guys, I thought they like took her out or something, but I think it was all in his head where it was a desire of what he wanted to do.
2: Yeah, but is it a hallucination? The interesting thing is that actress does disappear from the movie at that point, and she's like don't go down this path, this is dangerous, blah, 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 and then he sees her dead and then he doesn't even mention her again for the rest of the movie, so is she dead? Did they did they kill her? Did he kill her?
0: I mean, he, he possibly killed her. Uh Maybe his stomach vagina ate her or something. I don't know. What was the symboli- symbolization on the, the fucking vagina in his stomach? What was Body that? Horror being weird making you uncomfortable
1: it was just weird shit to make you uncomfortable i think yeah
2: and i mean i'm sure i'm sure freud would have something to say about it but to to semi quote the movie
1: sometimes a cigar is just a giant sand vagina in the desert that swallows men whole (laughs) or a
0: stomach
2: vagina that swallows pistols whole
0: (laughs) That I laughed at that scene where he just like ate it, his vagina, uh, stomach ate the fucking gun.
1: That was probably the most confused I got in the whole movie. I was like, why did that just happen? What
2: well, you can go around <laughs> watching TV shirtless, scratching your belly with a loaded firearm? I do that. Like, <laughs> a week. I mean, I do you know, that you a lot. You pour too, yourself yeah. a bottle of Jack, you put on some torture porn, you load up your your Walther PPK. And you sit around scratch your belly button with the front side post. It's just, you know, it's an American tradition, or Canadian. He's in Toronto, Canadian tradition. You know oh that routine. That's all I got.
0: And was he piercing like that girl's ears while he was having sex with her? Like, yes, that's what she fucking wanted, brother.
2: Yeah, she wanted pain.
1: I thought it was really funny that she was all like you're 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 degrading society max blah 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 she's like in reality she's like this closet fetish bitch i mean really the closet didn't even seem to
2: have a door on it
1: it was i mean well it it seemed to me like you know in person like you going out to work like seeing her in person that's one thing but if it's like private one-on-one shit or it's like i'm dating you it's like so i like to get cut
2: and you know burned and whipped are you into that i can't remember <laughs> who is she representing when they're on that talk show
0: Fem- um, females i think
1: w- her fucking talks st- her radio fucking show or some shit
2: right that's right that's right cause yeah. people call in and they're like oh i need to help i hate my sister like,
1: it was called emotional
0: rescue
2: right
1: i already forgot
0: about which that. by the way her radio studio she just stands up and talks into a microphone rather than sitting down comfortably giving advice
1: I mean I can't i when i when I talk on the phone, I can't sit down i have to I have to pace around and shit that's true. So I, I cannot
2: back. talk on the phone while I'm sitting down,
1: yeah, for some reason, I've always been that way.
2: I'm sitting down right now, but this is a microphone. this is different,
1: yeah, this is different for some reason. I don't know why
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's another question um are are we assuming that the two guys that were like doing the video drone thing killed her? Because she wanted to be on video drum, right? Correct. That was her thing.
2: I mean, probably the movie doesn't tell you. It's possible she just went to Pittsburgh and was asking around. Who hey, do you know what video drum is? I want to audition. And like nothing came of it. But the the movie makes a point to say that she probably did. And and um, I've seen this movie twice, so I kind of have an unfair advantage here. But they talk a lot about. Think back to. Um, Uh, Brian Oblivion, Professor Oblivion. Mm -hmm. They talk about he got the tumor and he wasn't afraid of dying because he didn't think the tumor caused the hallucinations. He thought the hallucinations caused the tumor. And they talk about, um, and at the end of the movie, they talk about uh, get rid of the old flesh. You're going to be, it sounds like, you know, you're being digitalized. You're going into the TV. So maybe what happened is they killed her and she's you know in the 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 waves now she's part of video drone she is in the cathode ray tube yeah they they say that specifically cathode ray tube. thank you Hmm. so maybe it's that maybe maybe it is her that's talking to him a couple times
0: yeah because i don't know maybe because i'm thinking like what happened to this person where did this person go and then i ultimately it doesn't really matter because he got brainwashed and by these people uh, is uh, Kronen- they programmed him, yeah. Is Cronenberg Kronen- trying to say that like evil corporation, like network people, uh, are, are like brainwashing you? Is, is that I, I think Cronenberg was trying to make
2: some money on a weird body horror movie, but
0: yeah, maybe more than, I mean,
2: now that's that's underselling it. I think Cronenberg's an intelligent guy, and I think he could have had a message like that, but I think this is too early in his career for him to be too hung up on that uh there's a lot of stuff in this movie that makes me think about they live like the weird there's like a church organization that knows what's going on kind of thing
1: Uh yeah i was i was reminded a lot
2: of they live and (laughs) um i think they live similarly it's like there's a message i'm using air quotes about like You know eat the rich speaking of what we're going to talk about later you know fuck the rich and everything but there's like a message that's um about classism in that and in this it's kind of about um the media but i think it's only in so much that everyone has this picture of like everyone has a vague although they aren't real people that's you know fake news to use something taken straight from the headlines um it's just part of like the public consciousness. So the message, I'm having a hard time explaining what I'm trying to say. But it's just like everyone kind of already feels this way a little bit. And they just turn it up to 11 in this movie. Similarly mm-hmm. to They Live, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what didn't you guys like about the movie? <clears throat> Short.
2: No, that's not true. The the movie's almost a perfect length. Like it doesn't overstay its welcome. I would have liked to see a little bit more. Um uh, I'm having a hard time. It, the the movie is schlock. Like it's not uh it's not super brilliant or anything, but for what it was trying to be, the movie just fucking nails it. I love this movie. It does such a good job being video drone. So mm-hmm. it, it's hard. it's hard to improve. Now, that, that being said, it's not a 10 out of 10 or anything. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm not a, an intelligent enough person to improve video drum. I think is what I'm trying to say.
0: Mm-hmm. Zach, do you have uh, anything, not negative, but like things that you kind of disliked or things that they could have worked on a little bit?
1: Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, not really, I guess, because there was only one part where I was kind of Confused about what was going on, which was like after they, uh like they programmed him, they shoved the beta tape into his his stomach mouth, <laughs> and they're like, "You're you're an assassin now for for Videodrome," and he, he was he killed you know his fucking partners at the station and shit.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And it was like shortly after that he went after uh, uh Bianco Oblivion, the the lady that runs the Cathode Ray Mission, and um it was like right so she, she broke his programming it somehow and then she was just like i guess she reprogrammed him mm-hmm. that was that was
2: kind of i felt like that was a little vague i always felt like and this time even more so like she shows that video there and she's like uh they killed her max they uh something and he that's better and he starts to snap out of it but I feel like there's really easily something off screen where she turns around and does the same thing to him. It's like, okay, now I'm going to use Max against those cocksuckers that video Videodrome or something like that. Uh, like maybe she even has one of the weird Buffalo sauce VHS tapes <laughs> that they like you know, program him or whatever. So like, it, it seems I just, I have a hard time, completely buying in that oh it turns out she was the good guy and everything she's doing is righteous because it really doesn't come off that way and i feel like the movie is trying to make you also understand that no she's not the good guy either
1: no i didn't think. i didn't think so i thought she, he was just being used by somebody else now but it was like he didn't like necessarily get reprogrammed by her but it seems that way because he just pretty much goes along with what she says without even questioning
2: it right like it's like he just turns right around and is the pawn for someone else now it it does lead to one of my favorite scenes in the movie where he like crushes uh the guy's hand <laughs> and then backs up against that wall and explodes and it makes <laughs> a hole in the wall that he fucking leaves through He walks Man, up my... hell. And then that, that kid's like, Mommy, look at
1: the hole. <laughs> She's like, No.
2: <laughs> that part's awesome as hell, but it does really seem like he just turns right around and he's like an empty vessel. He's he's a VH V VCR assassin now, and and she used him. The other way or something. Well it does it does seem that that's why I took away as well.
0: Well think about it, like when he watched a video drum with the the first bad people, um, you know, that vagina thing came out, it kind of feels like it was out of his control. Like obviously it ate his fucking gun and just never gave it back.
2: Mm.
0: And the, and then like when he got reprogrammed to go after the the two bad guys all of a sudden, he knows when to eat the bad guy's hand, or was that thing the vagina controlling you know saying that, that guy's bad. we must kill him
2: somewhat. I mean Bianca says you're completely changed, you're unlike what you were before, and it seems like a throwaway like look, he's some shit he just knows what to do now he's weird he's got he's got a tummy vagina, and he's got a flesh gun now, just
0: deal with it. <laughs> How he, how he hides that gun is fucking hilarious. Where he goes... I just
1: wish you could just shove your, your gun in your stomach to hide it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. What did you get? I love the ending because, like, the TV tells him, you know, to kill yourself, and then, like, it repeats it again, and then that's when you get the famous line, long live the new flesh. I like
2: the ending. I don't know. I just... It seems I, I like how poignant it is that it's like, look, like you gotta kill yourself and you're gonna transcend your old self. Long live the new flesh. But it just seems petered out that he just like goes to this old ship and is like in this this rundown room and does it there. I, I don't know. It, it seems I don't. Again, I'm not an intelligent enough person to approve it, but. Um, interesting tidbit about this movie. They filmed three endings for this movie. Yeah. The one they went with was, uh, I think it was James Woods' idea actually. Yep. That, I think your disc has the other endings on it, I think.
1: Cool. I didn't look at any of the extras yet. I just kind of watched the movie. Yeah.
2: You. I mean, Criterion editions always have a, a crud load of extra stuff in there, like essays and whatever. But as
0: far as, I just rented it on Amazon
2: because it turned out it wasn't on the Criterion channel, much to my chagrin.
0: But it was like four dollars in rent on Amazon.
2: Yeah, it was four bucks. That's what
1: it. Did. Hey, you know they got an Arrow version of this too, right?
2: It's in the UK only, I think.
1: It's fucking region free. Who cares? Oh, is it? I mean, you play it on your PS4. It's gonna be.
2: Uh, I don't know if that's true.
1: It is true. I've I bought a different coded region version of Aladdin, and it works.
2: There's uh, well, this this isn't a conversation for the the podcast, but there's like. Several layers of annoyance with that. Okay then. Now I have I have other I have other region discs too, but Arrow and a couple other companies do it differently. It's pain in the ass.
0: What was the other endings by the way? Did they explain it? I don't
2: know. I just know there are three.
1: Uh, uh the second one, uh, there would have been like a scene after he kills himself where he appears on the set of video drum with Bianca and Nikki, and they all have weird abdominal slits and. Strange sex organs would come out of them.
2: My understanding is they didn't shoot that one though because it was going to cost too
0: much. Yeah, they're like, oh, we got to do too many effects. No, too many, too many vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> the they, third... they, they they were going to have belly penises, so they were <laughs> like, ah, we can't afford two dicks. We can't buy dildos now. That's just weird. Uh... The
1: the third one was uh, he Max goes to the video drum set and Nikki's there, and they just they reunite, and that's kind of it
2: yeah that's a lame ending i don't like that
1: one that's the one cronenberg came up with that's the one he was going to use
2: that sounds like the happily ever after
1: version i don't like that that's what he said but his reasoning for like axing it was weird because he's like uh you know i thought about it for a minute and i was like no that's like an afterlife scenario and i'm an atheist and i don't believe in that but then i was like but Uh your whole scenario about how he's gonna like ascend to a different existence is kind of afterlifey as well yeah, it is,
2: but it's not so much that he's going to another plane to exist. I think it was more like he still interacted with the real world, but in a weird way or – I don't know. I mean, this, this movie is really ambiguous. If if you're listening to this and you've never seen it, I hope we're getting the point across that it's fucking bizarre and it's it's a head-scratcher. It's unique.
0: I mean, I have, I obviously recommend it, but I feel like the casual – like. Movie watcher is gonna get lost in it. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, that's not fair. uh you're you're 110 right though. This movie is not for everyone, especially for the squeamish. Because I mean, the effects and the body horror in it are are pretty effective. I, I don't know. It's it's unsettling.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially because
2: there's like a weird he gets like those those hr geiger spikes that come out of the gun and go into his hands that that part always makes my skin crawl a little bit
0: i think the one night like the vagina thing weird me out the most i think i, I don't know why because it was like he was putting his hand in his stomach and it was just I don't know, your
2: uncomfortable sexuality is that what you're saying <laughs> That's <laughs> the real thing like it sounded like a joke and it kind of was when i said it but i mean that's why they do it that's exactly why that's in there is because people are uncomfortable with sexuality you see a vagina and your reaction is to be unsettled and that's what the filmmaker wants they want you to be unsettled during that scene mm-hmm. so they're like oh there's gonna be some gore also there's gonna be a pussy so people are gonna be unsettled
0: <laughs> it makes sense all right well I approve it uh what do you guys uh you prove it or nah
2: yeah yeah i recommend this movie to you know people who are okay with some body horror it's uh it's a it's a nice sweet and short 89 minutes uh it's a classic if if you've seen other cronenberg movies and you liked them then it's a no-brainer go watch this zach what about you <laughs>
1: Yeah, I recommend it for people that don't watch the Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> pretty much.
0: Um We are doing a because our gimmick is ranking, and since we're doing another fucking another fucking Halloween special ranking, um I'm guessing we're all putting this at number one. For right. now.
1: Yep. For it's the only one we've watched. Mm. Yeah.
0: Uh Adam says I give it two tummy dicks. That's what he says in the chat. Tummy dick. Mm, Tummy dick. Uh, (laughs)
1: That tummy dick is dummy thick.
0: (laughs) Uh, When David Hader did that, that was funny as fuck. Uh, (laughs) But uh, next week, we will be Mm -hmm. watching Andy's pick, which is? Oh, Night of the Comet. Um,
2: A criminally forgotten... Uh, It's... Uh, There's... Mm some people say it's a zombie movie it's not it's not a zombie movie but you'll see why people believe it to be a zombie movie it's just so interesting and it's it's like um zach how did i describe it in that movie night group it was like if you took equal parts like buffy the vampire slayer uh and and some other stuff and then david cronenberg directed it and a bunch of other shit and oh, it's crazy or not cronenberg uh, Carpenter.
1: It sounds. I, he describes me as like sounds like that movie's fucking
2: awesome. Yeah, like, no, it is. I, every, everyone should see it. Like I have no idea why this movie's not famous because it's it's so cool and uh the characters. I think they actually did inspire Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I found out later.
0: Mm-hmm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What a TV show. Yeah,
2: I've never really seen it, but I've seen uh, comments. So whatever.
0: I used to watch it on. Uh the first few seasons when it first came out, and I just, like, fuck it. It's, there's too much of it.
2: But, yeah, if you're if you're hearing the sound of my voice, then you should be able to watch it on 2BTV.com. Uh, I think there's, like, two commercial breaks in it, but it's a small price to pay to watch it for, for frizzles.
0: And it's only a minute. It's not like it's, like, outrageous or something. Yeah, no, they
2: don't. It's not a TV commercial break. It's, like, they show you, like, a commercial or something. Mm-hmm. Um... If you can get it to play on a TV, that would kick ass, but yeah, watching it on your computer is comfortable enough.
0: All right, double feature time. We are going to get into Joker, and you, if you haven't seen Joker, we are going to get really, really into spoilers, so... Yeah, it's been out for less than a week. If
2: you come back and finish this episode later, no one's going to blame you.
0: hmm So make sure you, uh, if you're watching it live, you know, get the fuck out, or... Okay. If you're watching it on recording pause it watch the movie then come back and, and listen to it
2: or if you just don't care about spoilers stick around who
0: cares yeah get a vagina in your stomach and put a gun in it uh never mind that came out wrong uh, if
2: someone uh if someone had not seen Joker and they didn't want to get spoilers would you guys recommend they go see it though yes yeah
0: uh, yeah. yeah yeah let me go see it. mm-hmm. it's very good it, it to me, I think it's... Yeah, I think this is one of the best Jokers that is very well grounded out of all the Jokers. Um, The whole mental illness kind of thing played off really, really well in this. Like any other Jokers, you know he's insane because, you know he's crazy he's, a, he's he's wearing clown makeup and shit and he's fucking- yeah I like
2: that better like in the other ones Joker's crazy because he does bad things in this mm-hmm. movie he's
0: crazy because he's he, he's mentally ill
2: like and it's not so much that he's doing things maliciously it's just uh, he actually has mental illness and it's portrayed like you know, I don't want to say sensitively or anything like that but I mean it's portrayed in a realistic way
0: mm-hmm. uh, Zach would you what do you like about it <clears throat>
2: um
1: everything <laughs>
0: <laughs> what what stood i out, don't know what stood out the most where you're just like oh that was fucking cool
1: oh uh i mean yeah i like how they kind of go and get into like his condition and shit so to speak and um i uh geez what else stood out to me I kind of like, I, I saw it twice because one of my friends had to see it too. And like, he's, he couldn't, he didn't have anybody to go see it with. And I was like, ah, I'll go with you. I'll see it again. I have to
2: see it again too.
1: <laughs> but um, like, I kind of noticed the second time I was going through how uh, there's a lot of like kind of subtle things in this movie. And one of the things I really like about it is it's, Fairly ambiguous, like it has kind of an unreliable protagonist in terms of like what did this really happen? Did it not happen kind of thing?
0: hmm Um I'll oh, go ahead. Do you remember when we were <laughs> we were kind of like discussing it? wasn't a fight or anything, but you just you two were against what I was thinking. Uh where... Yes,
2: I can't wait for this to come back up. Let's go ahead and do it.
0: Yeah. Uh Jeremy's not a hero
2: in this movie. God damn it.
0: Was that? You fuck.
2: You were know, saying you thought it was a bad idea for them to make Joker the hero in the movie if he's going to be doing all this sinister evil stuff. He's not a hero. God damn it. I Did
0: I say he was a hero?
2: Yes. I well, think but you didn't say he was. You said you thought they were going to do that. I think I, I, I thought I said, no, absolutely not they're going to do
0: not they're not going to do that. That would be ridiculous. I think I said more of they're going to like make him somewhat of like sympathy in a way which they do in the beginning uh but like they quickly turn him around where just like because of that shit that happened and what he finds out along the way it really fucks with him but in the beginning y- you see a guy uh who works in the clown business called the hahas uh and they go to like different locations to do clown stuff like he's working for that and he obviously has some type of mental illness because he could laugh he laughs uncontrollably. Uh but there's nothing to me to go, Hey, uh this guy's an asshole. Like later on, like when things start unfolding, that's when I go, Holy shit, he's fucking losing his mind. That that's yeah. what, that's what I was trying to say before, was like the reason why the media was going crazy is because, you know, they thought that because you're going to sympathize with the Joker that, you know, there were going to be like mass killings and shit in movie theaters and trying to be like the Joker. Kind of like how to explain video games when you play, you know, GTA and you just want to go out there and fucking steal cars and bang hookers and cars and all that stuff. I, mean, oh. I, want,
1: to, I want to do that without any influence. So, you know, shows what you fucking know.
0: Yeah, well, like, there was... (laughs) That threw me off really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, like, there was sympathy there. But when he starts doing all this shit, that's when you go, I'm gonna step back. You're all fucked up. You need (laughs) need help.
1: Clearly, it's just, it's a guy who's, he's troubled, and he has mental illness problems and stuff, and he's just kind of sad. Mm-hmm. And then some shit happens, you know, some cir- circumstances, and he kind of he takes it too far. And he fucking loses his shit due to other circumstances that happen. Everything com compiles and compacts into a spectacular disaster.
0: Hmm. Um. What did you think about the whole mom and Thomas Wayne Wayne angle?
2: Yeah, Andy, what do you think? Oh, me? Um, I've been thinking a lot about this. Uh, in the middle of the movie, when they start reveal revealing, she's, like, writing the letter, and it's like, oh, our stun and all this other stuff, and it's, like, supposed to be a reveal. And I remember in the theater thinking, that's an interesting way to tie him to Batman, but, man, it's really hacky and stupid, and I hate it. And then later on, when it's revealed that she was unstable and that, uh, she made it all up and stuff. I liked that a lot because it does link him to Bruce Wayne in an interesting way, but it's not in that hacky um, daytime television way. And well, it's, it, it's, it's just, I don't know. It, it seems it, it was a roundabout kind of dumb way to get there, but they did it. They did something a lot better than what they
0: were trying to do. It was a red hair. Well,
2: herring it was it that may have changed
1: <laughs> have you heard about the actor that played thomas wayne he did an interview recently and it seems like uh he confirms that that whole theory that plot line
0: that's gonna be yeah. fucking stupid
1: yeah uh he said that uh they had talked about the idea like while they were filming and then like he knew I got he knew about thomas wayne and all that shit and then Uh, he was talking to Todd Phillips, and he's like, so this actually happens, right? And he he says yes, you know, so apparently, yeah, that affair actually did happen.
2: But I think the better way to handle it is that if if that's all they did with it, I think it would have been really... It being questionable is still better than it just being the fact.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is. Like, to me,
1: even then, it's still kind of like One other interesting thing that comes out of it is, uh, and the guy made a good point about this, is that in a lot of other portrayals or whatever Thomas Wayne's usually in, he's always portrayed as this great guy who's like extremely charitable and he has no fucking faults at all or anything. Yeah, I like it a lot
2: that he's like a huge prick in this movie.
1: And in this time, he's just kind of like a blowhard. Like, yeah, he probably, uh, I guess he does do or try to do some good stuff, but come on, he calls like half the city fucking clowns. (laughs) And then... I, I don't know. He, he seems kind of like a bit of an asshole in this version.
0: I'll tell you who is an asshole is fucking uh, author's fucking uh, boss. He just fires him because.
1: Oh yeah, like he didn't believe he got mugged and shit, and you yeah, know.
2: that's bullshit. But he fires him because he takes a firearm into a children's hospital.
0: Like it's a, it's a prop, Andy. It's not. It's, it's a prop. gun.
1: <laughs> well. I mean, I get, I, I, still get that where it's like he was scared and he wanted it for self defense because he's been getting fucking mugged. But yeah, still. Yeah, I mean,
2: I understand arming yourself, but don't, not taking it into a children's hospital, especially not dropping it in front of a bunch of kids. Like, oh yeah, 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 that's his fucking fault. <laughs> it's, it's, his fault. If there's, there's a bunch of other circumstances that lead up to him having that gun, and you can question whether that's his fault. But no, when he gets fired, it is pretty much his fault. Yeah, it is. And that's that. That's. That's a little more depth to that character than just like um, the trope of someone who has a really bad day and then just decides, "Oh, I'm a supervillain now." That feels like something you'd see on the Powerpuff Girls, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: That guy who who lent him the gun, he seemed like kind of an asshole too.
2: Yeah. It yeah.
0: was
1: weird. It's like it's like the that person at work that pretends to be your fucking friend and in reality he like talks about you behind your back and kind of fucks you over.
0: Yeah, pretty much. That, that's
1: that's how he came off to me, really.
0: Oh, that's why he got his fucking head bashed on the fucking wall.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he never liked him to begin with. I guess he just kind of, like, tolerated him and shit, because before then, what else was he going to do, right? Mm-hmm. But.
0: <laughs> well, so, well, he, the guy was a dick because he ended up saying to the boss that he bought a gun off of him right? Or is, was that a different guy saying that? Yeah, he, he said
1: the his it, boss told him on the phone when he was firing him. He's like, Randall said that you tried to buy a gun off of him. But, I mean, earlier he said he was trying to give it to him. He's like, I'm not supposed to have this. He told him that. Like, he's like, you know, I'm not supposed to have a gun. <laughs> he's like, just take it. Just just don't worry about it. I mean, it does kind of come in handy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. It causes a lot of events to happen
2: when he gets that gun.
0: How many bullets does that gun hold, by the way? Is it six or? Right! Eight?
2: Oh my god, that was so fucking frustrating. I hate that to death.
1: <laughs> I, know, I think he shot. I think he fired eight or nine times in the subway scene, which you know, it like, does not hold. No. Yeah, it would have held five or six.
2: No, I, I was counting it because I wanted because I, I thought that would be the more dramatic way to do it. Because he goes bang, bang, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. One guy gets shot twice. He shots another guy, bang and
0: then he shoots the uh, guy in the leg that's three
2: It's to get well no, no four. That, that's four at least mm-hmm. and there's another shot that gets lost and what i was looking for is that he would step out and the guy would be run up the steps and he'd aim the gun carefully and then click and i thought that would be the you know pardon the pun the punchline of that scene <laughs> but no, he's got like just three more bullets in this this six round gun i it might be it might be more rounds but if it is a thirty eight that's how they said it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said it was a that doesn't—that I don't think that's possible.
1: No, not, not one that small.
0: Now, no. Now, do you think editing did that? or It could have been editing. Maybe. I, I don't
2: know. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to reload a revolver in the heat of the moment. <laughs> no. It doesn't seem like he was carrying extra ammunition either. So I think it was more like the script needed that to be what happened, so it happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think the the only funny scene in this movie is when he says, "Man, I forgot to punch out and he just punches the fucking clock. Oh
2: I, I didn't laugh at that, but I did laugh when he honks the horn over his shoulder. <laughs> and I, I think everyone who saw this movie has the same story about they laughed at a joke that the theater didn't. That one was mine. Like I laughed out loud in the theater, and no one else did. And I think everyone had a moment where you laughed at something in this dark movie and the rest of the theater didn't. I think everyone I think that's part of the the movie going experience with this movie is you have to experience the oh, well I thought it was funny. Kind you have
1: funny. a moment like 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 him where he laughs at things that where he's not supposed to. Like that's when he... <laughs> that
2: I was supposed to it's funny. You honked a horn. Horns are funny.
1: <laughs> I, I laughed when he when he kind of outsmarted the police and did that little jig and ran away. <laughs> yeah remember that like
2: it was just... i uh i legit laughed at um he's walking into that comedy club and the guy is doing a routine about uh how women look at real uh men like cars and men look at women like parking spots it was, that was actually a pretty funny routine
1: <laughs> yeah it actually was kind of funny handicapped i hope nobody sees this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, funny. it's a funny routine
0: yeah um what do you think of the whole speaking of hallucinations like just uh in his head, he was—he thought he was in a relationship with that uh, black lady.
2: I thought it was eye-rollingly obvious. I th- like as soon as it was like, "Were you following me today?" Oh, I was hoping you'd break in. Oh, I, I hope we have sex later. Like from that, didn't say that. I know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm exaggerating for like you know, fact. but uh, like from that point on, I was like he's hallucinating they already set up the fact that he like daydreams weird because he imagines himself meeting um de niro's character murray franklin franklin that's it. i almost called him uh, rupert pumpkin because of king of comedy but he imagines himself meeting him and he's like, oh, i wish i had a son like you and it's like obviously a daydream and then it kicks back to him and you're like yeah it was a daydream i know a movie i'm not an idiot but i thought you were supposed to be in on the joke but I've talked to more than one person that was like, oh, it did kind of surprise me. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a weird weirdo. But I, I thought it was like frustratingly obvious because when he's in her apartment and she's like, you need to go. And it does that stupid thing where it re-shows all the scenes uh-huh. and she's not there. I was sitting in the theater like, yeah, movie, we know. What are you doing? But I guess I guess that was needed.
1: I don't know. Andy, don't you know most people watch movies aren't that fucking smart?
2: I guess. um, (laughs) I was was talking to a guy. He said, like, he thought it was questionable. He was still kind of like, on, on, he was still thinking, oh, this is probably a hallucination. But even he said, that's unnecessary. When she's like, oh, what are you doing here? Don't you live down the hall? It's kind of implied. And then I was the one who said, well, a bunch of dum dums are going to go see this movie. So they want them to know what's going on. And he said, "Well, you know that's dumb, and i I agreed you should have to you know you should be a modicum of intelligence and be able to follow it or whatever, but
1: yeah, I mean, I thought it would be, be- it would have been better if they never had the sequence where it shows him in all those places, and she wasn't yeah. really there. just just have we like, what are you doing in here And then he's just like, and then that that's the end of the scene
2: does he kill her
0: that that i I think that's up to us to figure out because i i don't I don't think so i mm-hmm. I think so."
1: okay why do you think so
0: i think so because he in his mind he thinks he's with her so i think it was kosher for him to go into the apartment thinking i'm i'm her boyfriend i'm just gonna sit here you know i'm gonna tell her about my bad day and then she's like aren't you the guy down the hall like what the fuck are you doing here like okay. i i think that might have snapped him Again, it doesn't show it. I mean, he could be not killing her. He could be killing her.
1: I say no because when his buddies from work come to visit him, he kills Randall, but he lets the little guy go. He never. He could have. He could have very easily killed him. For a second, I thought he was going to. Like but... when he, he goes <laughs> for the door and he can't reach it.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, the theater laughed at that, and I think I was part of it. But yeah, uh... I laughed at that too. <laughs> He's like, he tells him you were the only one who's nice to me. You have nothing to fear from me. And he lets him go. Um, She was never nice to him though. Well, she wasn't mean to him. Yeah. But in his head, maybe she was because she maybe. didn't date him. And yeah, hey, the guy's out of his mind. He's, he's delusional. He's homicidal. He's all this other stuff. It, so it, it's, it's not like he's doing things that make sense. But, no, I mean, the way I
1: interpreted it was it seemed like if anybody he had a grudge against actively, he would have killed them. Hmm. That's that's the way I took it. I uh, That's what he did, basically.
2: Story-wise, I'm on your side. But just like the way the movie flowed, like my knee-jerk reaction was to imagine that he had killed her. But I don't know. I, I have no clue. Yeah. That's
1: another part of the movie that's like open to interpretation. That's what I was talking about. There's a lot of parts of this movie where it's like, did that happen that way or did it not? I don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and the whole like her not being part of a relationship i knew right off the bat just like andy it just Mm -hmm. said it was just too weird how all the events happened like he followed her like and then all of a sudden she's like did you follow me now let's fuck Kind of yeah, thing. It I mean,
2: see- it seems delusional on a similar level as the thing with De Niro, where he imagines he's he's in the audience and he laughs and they put the spotlight yeah. on him. But if if you are someone who was fooled by it, you know, fooled. That's not the right word. If you were someone who bought into it and just like went along with the movie, then you know, I'm not, I'm not this and that at all. I, I honestly, it's kind of a better way to view the movie. I think you would get more out of the realization and the transformation of the character. So cool. it's not, it's not like a slight i'm smarter than you or anything like that it's
1: just well. except that's basically what we said
2: <laughs> Nah, I mean I'm if, just kidding i'm just telling now if if uh, if you were like what's going on in the scene where she's like you need to get out of here and then it shows all the scenes and, and you're it still like there not if you needed that then yeah i am smarter than you but
1: basically ones, what it boils down to is we've seen too many movies
2: yeah more or less i mean that's, <laughs> that is true that is true
1: even me, even me who's not movie guy. I've, I've, I've been exposed to too many stories. I, I'll, I'll call them stories instead in a broader
2: term. Speaking of having seen too many movies, specifically Batman movies, uh, I was super proud of myself for this. And uh, the guy I was talking to about it caught one of them, but he didn't caught, catch the other dude. Did you catch the two visual references to, and there might've been more, but I only caught these two, the two references, one of them is to Dark Knight and one of them is to Batman 1989.
1: I caught the Dark Knight one, but not the. That's the easy one. one. Everyone
2: gets. Because when he's in the police car, it's framed in the same way, and he's got his head against the window. And it's just like in the Dark Knight after they've stolen the police car and he's hanging out of the window. The camera's mounted on the car in the same way. And it's also like um, the Joker beholding chaos. Like it's the same Uh, same kind of premise in both of them, but it's more visual. It's not, it, it doesn't need to be thematic. It's more like, look, this is a similar shot. Also, we're paying homage to. You know, one of the best. Batman is it the
1: movies. is it the theater when they're walking out of the theater during all the chaos? Close. That, oh,
2: it's okay. it's just a real quick. It's at the end of it. Um, Thomas Wayne gets shot, and then the guy comes at uh, Martha. Right. With the pearls. Uh-huh. Martha. Why did you say that name? <laughs> he comes at Martha, and he like cuts the necklace.
1: He like yanks the pearls off, and they it it's breaks.
2: Fame. It's it's shot down, looking up. Just like it is in the Tim Burton Batman, yeah. I'm
1: pretty,
2: I, I'm convinced it was on purpose, and that it's a visual reference to the 1989 Batman because it's framed in the same way. She's like jerking away from him. She's on the left side of the shot. He's on the right side of the shot. Uh, it breaks in the same way. I, I'm convinced it was on purpose, and I thought that was
0: really cool. I uh, <laughs> in my head, and I kind of wanted to scream this out loud. I was like, "Man, why does Bruce Wayne always have to go over?" Even on a Joker movie. <laughs> like, they always had to bring, you know, the whole, you know, Bruce Wayne and his parents getting fucking shot and stuff. I was like, Bruce Wayne being fucking Hulk Hogan. Always stealing the moment.
2: Um, yeah. yeah I,
0: I get it. I get why they had to do
2: that. I think the movie would have been fine without it. I think you could have had just Thomas Wayne in this movie, but it's fine. It's fine. Do, you,
1: do you all think Bruce's mom looked kind of old? Like, I was. <laughs> Any any time I saw her, I was just like, God, she looks like she's fucking 60. Does she have a line in the movie? No, No, she doesn't say anything. But every time I saw her, I was like, God, why does she look so old?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't noticed. It
0: it, it stood out. Why did Arthur Wayne look like Sean Bean? Arthur Wayne? I mean, whatever his fucking name is, Wayne.
1: Thomas Fleck
0: thomas wayne there you thomas go wayne,
1: God damn it. <laughs> um it, you know something else i kind of noticed in this movie after watching it again was that um i think arthur's hairstyle changes over the movie as he he's mentally deteriorating further and it's like at first you know he's got that kind of mop you know
2: yeah
1: that kind of comb over ish mop and it's like after he shoots the guys and stuff, his hair's getting a little more messier and unkempt. And then like the second time he sees his psychologist, he's he's starting to slick his hair back and shit. He's getting more mangy looking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like right and then when he dyes his hair and he, then he's Joker now and he's yeah. going down the stairs. He's full on just, yeah. When,
2: when is he Joker? When is the moment that he is Joker?
1: When he walks out the door. And he's got the suit on. And he's got. And all then when he's
2: shit. dancing down the steps.
1: Yeah, that's it. Because the way I saw it was, you know, earlier in the movie, he's trudging up that giant staircase, and he's all like, "Fucking!" It's like it's a, he's just struggling to get through his days and kind of thing, you know. And then, then that's when he's on his medication, and he's doing everything he's supposed to do, and all this other stuff.
0: I yeah. di- I disagree. I think he he's fully Joker when he puts that pillow on his mom's face. i I
2: have i have a completely different one i think he's joker like i I think he's building to it but i think he's not the joker until he stands on top of the police car and uses the blood to make the the smile and i know i know that's a really hammy specific way to do it it's like well of course he's doing a stupid makeup thing but it seems more aligned with like um like a baptism by action kind of thing.
1: Well, that was kind of like they they pulled him out of the car like reverently and laid right. him on the
2: the hood of the car, and he was reborn. He, he, he died. He awoke. Yeah, you know. Fleck died in that car accident, and Joker lived from then on. Sure, that's but, what I think. That's what I took away.
1: Oh yeah, I just think I, I think the stairwell scene was kind of it to me.
2: That's no, fine. I, I have I have I have nothing against that. I either.
1: fucking like that part. That was so fucking cool.
0: So,
2: uh, is there anything you guys don't like about this movie?
0: Uh, it's gonna sound really, it's really nitpicking. I, I didn't care for the dancing. I thought the dancing was like way too much at times. But then again, that's that's him. He's going through his fucking shit.
1: Joker's a prancy, flourishy, dancey, goofy guy. Yeah. He can be.
0: I liked it.
2: I think the, the dance. It was interesting. It, it gave him something to do in dark, quiet scenes. <laughs> and it, it was like a visual. He uh, looked crazy as well as acted crazy. Oh yeah.
0: There's another thing I don't like is where it should have ended is when he did the whole his blood with the smile. I didn't like the ending where he was in Arkham Asylum and he's talking to that per- uh, doctor and obviously kills the doctor.
2: It did take the piss
0: out of it a little bit. Yeah. Because I was like,
2: I don't know. I I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it, but I see what Dubs is saying.
0: Because when I, when I saw the scene with the, the, the blood and I was like, oh, that's a good ending. And I was about to get up, I was about to go to the bathroom, take a piss, because I just had a large Dr. Pip and found that there was more. <laughs> but Zach,
2: uh, anything you dislike? Um, Not really. Good, then it's my turn. Um... <laughs> walking phoenix in this movie is awesome this is the best part of this movie his acting is perfect he's great um the direction was good it wasn't like there's there's some scenes that are shot really well and there's some scenes that are shot really efficiently if that makes any sense like um the the guy the guy made his name directing the hangover movies, and it kind of shows a little bit sometimes it's just like utilitarian two people were talking kind of thing mm-hmm. but it's not like the abysmal level of, like, George Lucas or anything. Like, it's still... Shot, reverse shot. It's still an interesting movie to look at. Everything's, um, uh, color graded well. I don't know if I'm using that in the right place, but everything has, like, a grimy, gross kind of feel to it. Did a good job with that. Um, there's some issues with the writing, I thought. It's just, again, I don't like the whole, they're half-brothers, they're not, she's crazy, he's crazy, everyone's crazy, the whole city sucks. But, I don't know what I'd replace it with. It's fine. It's a lot more than I thought we were going to get because I really did think it was going to be uh, going back to what I said earlier—the the, the the hacky Powerpuff Girls bad guy thing where I just had a really bad day and now I'm a super villain. My 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 meds. So they did a really good job of adding a whole bunch of other stuff. But there's the there's one thing I hated about this movie, and it's uh it's just a personal thing, and I hate this about a lot of movies. But I hate in a scene where um, when he leaves his apartment and plays... Uh, what is that song? You hear it at football games all the time. Hey. Rock, it's rock and
0: roll. yeah.
2: I love the use of that song there. That's really cool. But I fucking hate when movies can't decide what song they're going to play in the middle of the scene and halfway down the steps, they switch to their dark orchestral music. Mm-hmm. Fucking pick a lane, movie. I hate when they do that one or the other the scene would have been good with either one i would choose the rock and roll over the orchestral but if you did that one it would be fine too but i I, ugh, I hate that so much and i don't the soundtrack to this movie on its own is really good but the way they used it i feel like missed the point a couple times i was talking to my friend about this and um martin scorsese does this really good thing with his movies where the whole movie songs are used the way they should it's it's indicating what year it is or it's um enhancing the tone of a scene or something like that and then the heat gets to do usually it's with a rolling stone song because he's martin scorsese but eventually he gets to do something where he juxtaposes like a pop song or something like that with something that's happening in the movie and it's like something dark for the character and it's uh real interesting to watch it it, it helps drive home something that's happening with the development of the plot or, or character development or something like that but this movie tried to do that like five times and it did the first one like 20 minutes in or something like that and it still works but if you do it just once in a movie it makes it that much more poignant like they did it right off the bat and it was like uh, it's still good I like the song and I like the scene but it tries to do it a bunch more times and I thought that was a bummer and again this is just me and a bunch of people are going to way disagree with me on this and you guys might too but i just feel like the soundtrack was used not effectively and i thought that was a shame because they chose really good songs and the orchestral, the orchestral stuff the really creepy music
0: was great too it's just the time the, the time uh, periods were weird at times
2: oh it's the early 80s right 82
0: yeah yeah was it 82 i thought it was like 70s late 70s no it's
2: like 81 or 82 or something i thought it was 82 uh
0: um, here's another nitpicking thing, uh, because Bruce Wayne is in it, it the, the Joker, how old is he in the comics and TV and movies? Like, what, what is his age? You I don't know. You know,
1: you know, you never know how old he is. Right.
2: I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you, Dubs. I was thinking this during the movie too, because, uh, he looks like he's like late thirties, early forties mm-hmm. to, to be, to be, um. Uh, conservative to be charitable to the character and then Bruce Wayne is like 10 so if they're going to be fighting later but I thought about this a little more I'm sorry I keep stealing the mic from you guys but I thought about this a little more um Joker never like fights Batman fist to fist or anything that's ridiculous like he always like tries to outsmart him or whatever or, or use use leverage or something so I guess it still checks out but I don't think this movie was concerned with that
1: more realistic way to look at it is you know people from previous generations they tend to they tended to age a little faster and especially in in conditions like that he's got it pretty rough so he could look older than what he really is if you want to get away with that and movie magic shit yeah
2: yeah sell it you know that's what I think I think if you watch the movie and really consider it though I think you could figure out his age because they talk about she adopted a son and he was abused by her boyfriend and they say what year that um that interview is taking place you know remember he's like in the background like watching the interview cuz it's a clever way to show the audience what he's reading so I think if you figured out when that was they say something about him being 10 or something maybe I I don't know you might be able to figure it out
0: yeah because I tried to think I was like oh Bruce Wayne is like what about 10 years old in that that time yeah Yeah, probably and he becomes Batman what late late 20s early 30s right I always thought it was early 20s who knows it would have to be early 20s I think
2: i'm pretty sure yeah and uh i mean again there's like 30 different batman timelines and this is its own batman timeline so it doesn't i this debate doesn't really matter that much but i think in year one he's like 20 or something
1: yeah because like well he went to boarding school and shit he went to one of those fancy pants schools so he basically went through college already at the done by like the age of 18 or whatever Mm -hmm. and <clears throat> he traveled abroad for a bit to learn shit, and I always took it as he came back home and was ready to be Batman in his early 20s.
0: All right, I have a statement, and then I have a question for you guys. Uh, okay. My statement is, if there was ever a DC reboot in the universe, I think this Joker movie would be a good reboot to have, like, another Batman film. You don't have to do an origin film because we obviously saw his parents fucking die. Um, but maybe something along the line where Walking Phoenix is the Joker uh, down the road, maybe in another Batman movie. And then then you could start doing the Justice League right instead of what they've done. Um,
2: what, what's the question? Get to the question. I'm excited.
0: The question is <laughs> it's actually a two part question. Should they do the the, the DC reboot with Walking Phoenix as a Joker? And should yeah. it be your Joker too? No, also no. Both knows. Zach, um,
1: I'm inclined to say no.
2: I want Dubs. I want you to imagine that they ran with the premise and the tone of this movie, and and there's a lot here, and I think they could do something with it. If they made a joke or two, I think that that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. and obviously it's it's making a lot of money it broke some kind of an october record so maybe they will but i want you to take that and try to imagine um and the christopher nolan movies really push the limit on this but this is going to have to take it even further take this ultra realistic mental health worrying trash um striking uh rioting eat the rich setting and try to dump like batman a guy in a suit swinging around on on cables and stuff from buildings and driving around a, a big car that looks like a bat try to dump that into this universe and i'm not saying you can't but i don't think it would happen very gracefully and then you you've got to start having i mean and then as soon as you, as soon as you even bring superman into the equation I, it's fucked but there's there's no way that the universe that joker took place in can harbor Green Lantern or Wonder Woman or anything like that.
0: I don't think. I see what you're dishing. Um, I think it's possible in a way, and I think you can turn things around where it can be believable at some point. But yeah, like Superman and Green Lantern, <laughs> I guess they would have to make it hokey in some way where it would kind of have to fit. Right. Um, They'd
2: have to change the, the tone that Joker established, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. But like, I, because, uh, I'm trying to think of how how they how would they because you can do a, a Riddler. I mean, you could pretty much make him a serial killer if you wanted to. If you want, yeah. that's what I was saying on the
2: last episode. Is and I, I after seeing the movie, I think this more and more. Uh, I still think their efforts would be better spent somewhere else. But I love the fact that they took um, this material and made this movie with it. I think, uh, I I just like the tone. They did something new. Marvel will never, ever be part of that. Marvel's never going to break their formula because it makes billions of dollars. Why would they? DC, on the other hand, they're trying something new. Warner Brothers is trying something new and it's paying off and I hope we see more of that. It doesn't need to be, we we don't need to worry about universes and sequels and spinoffs and crossovers. They just need to take the material they have and make good stories into good movies. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, this is the best
1: start. To hey, in a way, that's kind of what DC's speciality always was. Anyway, if you think about it, if you think about the comics, Marvel's big thing was as always pushing the crossovers and the, the, the all the crazy shit. But DC's exactly. strength was always the standalone stories within the specific characters' universes.
2: That's that's true. That's a good point. So yeah, they should they should double down on that. I don't I don't want to see another Justice League movie. I want to see. I want to see just a a character study
0: of modern comic mythology. See, what bothers me, though, is if you didn't want Batman to be part of the Joker universe... I mean, you could still have Thomas Wayne and the... I mean, he
2: obviously will be.
0: Yeah. The the thing is, like, I do want to see a walking Phoenix Joker versus a... uh, Whatever that fucking sparkly vampire... Uh, as Robert Pattinson yeah as a as a Batman like I think it would be interesting to see it uh maybe they could change some uh things around where he's not in like a fucking bat uh wing thing um he's somehow I don't know I don't know that would piss off a lot of comic book people I think
2: I'm not a walking phoenix professional or anything but I just I don't I mean, obviously, you pay someone enough money, they'll they'll fucking act in anything. But I I don't know if I see him doing that. He didn't, uh, allegedly, from
1: what I understood, he really didn't have any interest in trying to get in on this comic book movie shit. Because apparently, he'd been approached about it before.
2: Oh, yeah?
1: Yeah. I I don't remember what movies. It could have been Marvel was trying to get him to do some shit. He probably just told them, "Eh, no, no. Yes. And they kind of had to convince him to do this.
0: Yeah, uh Adam says, What about Arrow? Uh they leave those type of heroes to the CW network. <laughs> that's it.
1: I mean, that's kind of a, a whole other take altogether, I think, in a way. I haven't watched
2: the CW D C stuff, uh, Flash, Green Arrow, whatever. Yeah, I haven't either. So maybe. Maybe there's room for that argument over there. I'd have to educate myself. Well, they're
0: doing. That gets
1: me into that gets me into a whole other rant. You know what? You you guys ever watch that Gotham show? No. Dubs, do you watch it?
0: Uh, yeah, and I fucking hate it. You want to know why? Because everybody fucking knows each other, and they're all little kid villains. Fuck that shit. It is kind
1: of contrived a little bit. I love Um, that trope
0: in fiction. Like, oh, we all call it together. Venture Brothers did like a bunch of shit on that.
2: It's hilarious.
1: Yeah, that's poking fun at it though.
2: yeah I, I, that's that's what they're doing isn't it ridiculous to think that these people knew each other as children even though joker did that We're talking about how good it is it's like oh they knew they, joker met well, jo- when he was 10. yeah but
1: my, my thing is like why are why are they so skittish about making a batman tv show like why do they it seems like every time they go to do it if it's related to it some way it's like well it can't be batman it has to be something else it has to be fucking Gotham PD. It has to be Birds of Prey, but Birds not right. Really. Yeah, like, why, why are they so fucking scared to do a Batman television show? That, that, that's like fertile ground for good television. I don't
0: know.
2: Uh,
1: they already did it right. They made Batman the animated series. They're not going to do better than that. It's know. old. It's back sucks. It can't, it can't come back.
0: <laughs> I don't know. There should be Gotham PD SVU uh unit. just like No.
1: That. I don't want to fucking see that. Neither is anybody There's else. A comic based
0: about that, wasn't there? Gotham PD? Uh, yeah, yeah some...
1: they had like a mini series kind of thing.
0: But what would a Batman? I guess fighting. You could, and you, fight could crime? you
1: could you could you could have that show that you're talking about in the Batman show. It could be like a one off episode or two here and there, or, <laughs> or something just to get get just to break up the the not monotony, but to change it up a little bit.
0: What, what show? Uh,
1: this hypothetical show I'm talking about,
0: <laughs> okay. like Law and Order. It's not really a show. You just have yeah. Ice Ice Tea in the fucking Gotham PD. Damn, Batman. Good you... Bullock.
1: Ice Tea is Bullock. Come on now. You Let's...
0: need. You need to catch. <laughs> you need to catch the penguin dog. Get him. Can you? You can hear him, Montoya. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Come on.
2: But uh. Oh. It's like, it looks like the Joker robbed another
0: bank. I guess the joke's on us. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you get one of those every episode. That goes along with Superman. There is really no, like, actual Superman TV show. I mean, they had Smallville. Yes, there was.
2: Yeah, there was. There was uh, Lois and Clark,
1: right? Yeah, there was Lois Clark, and there was Smallville. Smallville was kind of like oh, a cutesy well. pie, hello, it's not really Superman, kind of, sort of, but not really, I don't know.
0: Yeah, but... Ha- <laughs> How long did Lois and Clark go for?
1: I thought it was like uh, fucking seasons or something. It was longer than what you would think.
0: <laughs> I can't fucking spell Lois. Am I fucking stupid? Oh, uh, oh my god. 87
2: episodes. So it entered syndication, I think.
1: It did. Hmm. But, like, to me, Superman's like kind of like, eh, that's a little harder to do for a it character
2: like that. They so said- you have to be a hell a
0: good writer to do Superman right. Yeah, and uh, Adam says smallville. I was gonna get to that before I got uh, bombarded with Lois and Clark. I totally forgot about that TV show.
1: There, there was also the Superman animated series. No,
0: that doesn't, that doesn't count. I'm talking live action. What? Live action. Why?
1: Uh-huh. Okay, so I guess That's the Batman.
2: I completely disagree with what you're saying. I've gone on record saying it many times, just because it's animated doesn't mean it's not real. It, you can tell every story with animation that you can tell with live action, and usually you can do it better with a lower budget.
0: I agree, cool. but I am going based off of the subject of live action. I mean, Smallville. What, what,
2: what if what if it was 1992 and Joker came out, and they were like, hey, "It is really good. We should make a cartoon. It'll come on right after Beetlejuice."
0: I mean, I I, I would
2: I, watch the shit out of that. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to know.
0: <laughs> I watch it, but uh, again, like uh, this is the, uh,
2: it would not be faithful. I, uh, we we all know that.
0: Uh, um, why are you raging? Why did you rage? Because my brain exploded, so that was the only thing that came out.
2: Because he's like all these other cutesy YouTube bloggers that want to be like, oh, we need to spin this off into a huge. Epic Universe. Watch out, Marvel. You're about to get fucked. Well fuck No! Joker's <laughs>
0: just a good movie. Enjoy it. Well fuck you, I'm not a fucking cutesy YouTuber, v-, v blogger. Bullshit. V blog. Check what? out my V blog. Subscribe to my face place. Why why can't they just say blogger and stuff? Why do they gotta say vlogger? Fuck them. Because right?
2: nobody blogs anymore.
0: Vlog is, is text, vlog is video. Blogs are dead. Is that in the dictionary? Is that a thing?
2: I don't know, maybe, probably. Probably is. There's
1: other stupid shit in the dictionary, like yeet.
2: Yeah, they got, like, acronyms and shit in there now. <laughs> <laughs> if
1: you uh, say blog, you're, you're clearly from, like, you were born in the 80s. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just have to be. Alright.
0: So, I think we all recommend The Joker. I, I, there's, there's, there's like, like, nitpicky things that we don't like about it. Uh, but, majority, it, it's a real good... Oh, I forgot to bring this up. When he shot Robert De Niro in the fucking face, I was like, "Oh. <laughs> I
2: I I saw that coming.
0: I, 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 I saw it coming but still it was like, "Oh yeah, shit, it was, it was like, cool."
2: That scene is like so tense and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. I don't know. Like at, there's being, a little bit of uh there's a little bit of the Heath Ledger Joker in that scene too because he shoots him and like stands up and just kind of like looks around and is weird and then shoots him in the chest again that just seemed and, like something that. Would and
1: then be he just kind of throws the gun away like on the gun on his
2: that that seemed like a heath ledger joker thing mm-hmm. kind of was I, I mean that is a, a good
0: thing and did you see the part like after he shoots him in the chest and throws a gun he like looks at the camera and he does like a little dance and then he <laughs> he exits stage
2: i see uh i'm glad it didn't i would have been happy if it did but for a minute, I thought that was the end of the movie. I thought it was going to be like he's grabbing the camera and then they cut him off and it zooms out and out and out. And you're seeing all these people talking about it in the news and you're seeing like an Energizer commercial. And uh, for a minute, I thought that was going to be the end. That would have been a really good ending. But then we would have missed out on the really good uh, car crash, standing on the hood scene. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And that's another thing I want to bring up. Like, let's do a Heath Ledger versus Walking Phoenix. Is like when Walking Phoenix goes. Crazy, and he's like screaming and stuff. Like you could feel the anger and the sadness and all that. And the Heath Ledger, like, it's going to sound fucked up because a lot of people do like Heath Ledger, uh Joker. It feels forced in a way. Like he's he's being this character of like a different Joker. You don't feel any anything-
2: I'm going to do a, a controversy here. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say it. Walking Phoenix turned in a better performance. But
1: Heath Ledger is a better Joker. That's fair because there's different criteria, I guess. You're like, not criteria, but qualifiers that have to go on that. Mm. Because like what Dubs is saying about his Joker, like uh, uh, fucking Ledger's, he didn't have all that time to establish a character before he turned into the Joker. So we just only know him as what he
2: is. Right. Yeah, he's, he's... He's almost like a force of nature, a, a Deus Ex. He's an actually. agent of
1: chaos. Yeah, An agent of
2: chaos. <laughs> like he has no background. He's there's all these lies about his past, and that's on the writers. That's not on the actor. But I still think, as far as who played the best Joker, which is going to be the question that people are asking,
0: Jack Nicholson. I think,
2: well, yeah, but I, <laughs> but I still think Heath Ledger was a better Joker. But I think Walking Phoenix gave a better performance.
1: That you know that is okay. That that is one little complaint I do have is I kind of wish he was joker in it just a little bit longer than what he was
2: i agree because i mean like i said like my interpretation of it was he's only joker for like the last eight minutes of the movie
1: like if there is 10 more minutes of him getting into hijinks and violent shit or whatever just just 10 more minutes maybe it would have been fine and there's one
2: little thing this is a writing thing I, i i didn't elaborate much on what i didn't like as much about the writing but um this is a writing thing there's and again there's a million batman universes this joker doesn't have to be every other joker but the reason joker can go toe-to-toe with batman is because he's like intelligent and clever and always coming up with schemes or he kidnapped the mayor or he made all the fish have smiles or whatever he's always got like schemes i don't see this joker ever doing that this joker doesn't know anything about chemistry or psychology or anything like that he's just super violent and even the heath ledger joker had an intricate knowledge of like underground crime and yeah. uh i think he, it was it was also him hiring people but he's still like masterminded like that whole bank job i don't see the walking phoenix joker masterminding that cool bank job from the uh, prologue to dark knight
1: i brought that up with a buddy of mine the, the guy i watched it with which was like actually if you really think about it the joker's never really established as an intelligent guy per se
2: well, in the animated series,
1: he is. I guess he's he's random as perfect. all hell in that in that show. Honestly, that's,
2: that's true. I mean, it's like, oh, I put my consciousness into this Robin after I beat him half to death. It's like, and then
1: and then and then you don't really know. Like, okay, like if you watch Mask of the Phantasm, he's just a gangster mook, clearly, because they right. they show who he is in there. He's right. just a guy, and that's kind of how Jack Nicholson is too. He's just yeah. a fucking thug.
2: And yeah, it, it's just, I, I don't know, something something to establish a modicum of, of intelligence beyond. Because it's even showed like his writing is, and it looks like the writing of a madman, which is the story they wanted to tell. So honestly, they should probably ignore me and just do what they did. That's probably better. It's just beyond this movie, I don't see a future for that Joker being the Joker. I see
1: it more as he's not so much of a schemer or planner, but he's kind of he's unpredictable and he's kind of cagey yeah he did he did exhibit a few moments where it's like clearly he planned for something like oh uh, you know when he grabs the scissors when those people knock on his fucking door
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's like well he didn't know what the fuck's gonna happen and he decided just murder that guy with a pair of scissors and it worked
2: yeah
1: <laughs> and then uh like i don't know how he gets away from the cops is kind of like you know he kind of outsmarted them a
0: little bit was there any Easter eggs in this? Like, the whole uh, the newscast about, like, the super rats or something like that?
1: <laughs> Every time I saw that, that made me laugh. Yeah, I think super that's pretty
0: weird, uh, weird. Zach, I wanted to ask you, though,
2: um, there are several names in this movie. Are any of them from the comics, like uh, Dr. Stoner, or um, uh, the names of the police detectives, or or other people at the Arkham hospital. Are there any names in this that were a reference I didn't pick up on or were they all just bullshit? They made no,
1: they, they were all pretty much just bullshit names.
2: Okay. I just wondered if I didn't like miss like, like the name of the doctor from hush or
0: some stupid shit like that.
1: Nah, that was all just made up characters. Okay.
0: Uh, was Alfred, was that Alfred by the way, uh, by the fence?
1: It, yeah. There's oh. no, there's no getting around it. That's fucking Alfred. <laughs>
2: I totally didn't even realize that. I thought it was just like some random bodyguard. It,
1: it was British butler man. He just wasn't old yet. Uh, you
0: know, <laughs> he wasn't Michael Caine yet. He wasn't Michael Caine.
1: <laughs> He's telling you a
0: random story if out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> some people just want to watch the world burn. Um, oh, with the, back to the rat thing. Like the first thing that came to mind was the the rat catcher. He's a villain in the Batman uh comic. He's like
1: a fucking D-level villain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> in Batman, yeah. I was like, are they seriously bringing out the Rat Catcher?
1: <laughs> no. I think it was just a goof. Super rats. Hey, the garbage is, There's a garbage strike. And then my brother says, where are we going to get all our garbage?
2: I like that. I think that's. <laughs> uh, I think that's like a classic... I associate it with comic books, actually. Like a, a good way to establish your story... Um, I think it's like Dark Knight Returns where the whole yeah. beginning of the book they're they're bitching about how fucking hot it is and I think in the long Halloween there's something similar like the beginning of it establishes something about the weather uh, I, I like that, I like context I want to know what's going on in Gotham I think it helps a lot with the story yeah that's true
0: shit I forgot what I was going to say um... god damn it I don't know what I was going to say
2: that's fine. We should probably talk
0: about Joker. Oh, I was going to make a joke. I was like, man, if this comedian was still alive, uh, a good Joker would be Mitch Hedberg, because he had a lot of jokes. <laughs> like Mitch Hedberg. He just kept on laughing through it. Very dry jokes that he couldn't deliver really well. You should have
2: left that joke where you lost
0: it. Oh, fuck They off. should have made
1: Tommy Wiseau the Joker when they had the chance.
2: Yes, goddammit! it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, I think we're going to end it here. We all recommend the film. Go fucking see it, but if you didn't pause it because you, you, you didn't hear the spoiler part, well, f- fuck off.
2: Yeah, 14. it's just... It's,
0: don't go... There's a problem with this
2: movie, the meta of it, is that you're expecting one of two things, and it is neither thing. You're mm-hmm. expecting, oh, it's going to make all the incels rise up and kill people, and that's the media. They're fucking out of their minds. It's ridiculous. It's just a good movie. And then the other half of it is this movie got a standing ovation at the Venice fucking film festival. Yeah. Like, I thought that were fucking weirdos
1: doing. Yeah. I thought that too. After I saw it, I was like, this is a good movie. This is a really good movie, but it's but not it's, like yeah. I was going to stand up and clap for 10 right. minutes. That's
2: I was, I, that was the first thing I said when I stepped out of the theater is I look at my friend and said, they gave that movie a standing ovation in Venice at the film festival. That, it's a great, it's a four out of five movie. It's really, really good. Definitely see it. But what the fuck?
0: yeah (laughs) they must have like did a marathon of like all walking phoenix movies like they watched signs and then they watched walk the line and then her and then they ended with this movie so they had to give a standing o i don't know i i had the same reaction at the end where i was just like this guy the standing o o ovation like i don't understand it It like i like you said it was a good movie but not enough for me to be like coming all over the seats of the theater
2: yeah, yeah, I was like, when the movie ended, I like braced. I was like, I swear to God, someone fucking claps, but no one did. I was happy. <laughs> did
1: you? Did you guys hear about the? They're try, They're still trying to pull controversy bullshits on this movie. They need to give up. It's just they, a good movie. Shut up. The the recent one now was like, oh man, they used that that rock and roll song. Gary Glitter is a convicted pedophile. He. He, he got found out for pedophilia 22 years ago. And I'm like, I didn't I even fucking know about that.
2: I saw a clickbait article that was like, convicted pedophile Garrett Clutter, gonna get money from Joker, click to see how. And I was like, that eh, passed. But I I'm didn't. Like, told me, so now I don't have
1: to click. I didn't that. even know about that. I have guarantee you yeah. fucking 90% of people don't fucking know that either. Well, no, <laughs> but, I mean, I didn't. Well, wait. Now that <laughs> I know it, I still don't care that much. Well, wait. Hey, until, I don't care.
0: Well, wait until they exhaust every fucking. Uh, thing to try to bring down this movie i bet you the last one it will be the midget scene when it comes out on Uh, blu-ray it's just that's what they do that's what the news
2: it's not even just the news it's you know vloggers on youtube
0: social social media and all that crap yeah but if you want to catch more of big trouble little podcast make sure to go to nov we also have other podcasts like Soon we're gonna be streaming, and uh, it will be on Podbean. Getting some color, we're gonna have a Raw versus SmackDown fantasy mock draft between me and Zach. So among uh, some other talking points. Yeah, like Hell in a Cell and AEW. So and uh, the
1: NWA show.
0: Yeah. I, I, I draft Hell in a Cell. I'm gonna put him in my starting lineup. Who? <laughs> Not that
2: I stop fucking around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But uh, make sure you go to Uh We also have uh, others like Escape from uh, Side Quest, which we haven't done in a while because we've been watching more movies. Uh, we have The Nemesis Project, which when I move and everything, Zach, me and you need to do Resident Evil 5. Um, yeah. And what's the other one? We have another podcast, right? Uh, no, that's well, you have too many podcasts
2: if you can't remember well, That's fucked.
0: Yeah, I think... The- <laughs> I think the only two we've been doing is getting some color in Big Trouble Pocket. So make sure you catch that on there. And we're also on uh, Twitch and Mixer. Uh, So until next time, everybody, see you in episode 81. Later, guys. Long live the new flesh. And remember, that's life. Have a good night, Patron.